0: Welcome to the Fantasy Newsroom. Today, we have a special guest, Matthew Daniel, uh, prior Air Force, one of my best friends in real life. And luckily, we're both doing the same thing now in fantasy. He's also uh, going to college for business at Washington State University. And surprisingly enough, if you're watching live, you'll see him in a 49ers jersey, but he is from Washington um a little crazy but we'll we'll get into that and then he's obviously uh hosting the podcast with john gallagher uh 49ers and he's writing now with fantasy scouts
1: so how you doing matt uh it's good to be here dude thanks for having me it's uh been a long time i've been ready for it and other matt
2: you know i'm great well well, ready to bait it up again
0: (laughs) and ryan oh always doing great i'm glad to hear it so yeah, well, let's just talk about a little bit about the Washington 49ers thing. How
1: did that happen? So, I mean, obviously, growing up in rival territory, it's definitely, I get that question a lot, but um, it's not really, like, that complicated. My older brother grew up when, like, it was Montana, Rice, like the prime 80s 49ers, and he basically just convinced me at a young age to be a 49ers fan as well. To be a bandwagon. To be a a bandwagon,
3: you, know, ban- a bandwagon if you get
0: on <laughs> it
1: at birth. <laughs> well Sorry. i mean they were good at birth so tough were they yeah they were good they won the super bowl the year before i was born and now they're that's oh like and, the definition oh of the <laughs> <laughs> not quite but it's, it's all right Let's, if we're gonna start the show like that <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding but no uh, um, that's how i was 49 fan. what about what
0: about the 49ers how did how did you meet uh john and and how did that come to be
1: so um sam the co-creator of uh fantasy scouts uh ff ball all day i think is his at on twitter um well when he approached me to be a writer or when i he ended up announcing that i was writing for fantasy scouts him and john are like real life friends so um once that came through john followed me on twitter and then we ended up dming and he was just like it pretty much just worked out really well we were like let's do this thing we did a trial uh, like a trial episode and everything went really well and rest is history
0: i dig it yeah i like what you're doing over there for sure i i tuned in i think you guys were live for uh when you guys got trey lance and stuff so that was cool i was watching at that time so mm-hmm. i'm definitely excited for for what's to come with that but we got some stale news but still it's <laughs> some of the biggest news we have and julio jones not going anywhere yet and uh last show we talked about the fact that we all think he's going somewhere matt i'm assuming you're you're in concurrence with that he's at least
1: leaving yes i think i mean i wouldn't say it's a far gone conclusion but it's it seems like that's the case he's going to go somewhere um and now that it's past june it's time it's going to be coming soon i would assume yeah i think a lot of people are
0: almost even assuming that the deal would be leaked prior to june but then you know finalized after
1: june Mm -hmm. um so yeah we're all sitting on our seats for sure yeah i don't know if you guys talked about the report um about how they got offered a first round uh, and yeah. out. and then people were saying it was fake whatever whatever but
0: yeah i, mean, I, don't know I heard the standing offer was a second
1: and or was it a, a third with a the conditional on the conditional, second or something yeah. like that yeah because i saw that they wanted a hard second so no conditional on playing time yeah. or like that and they would take it and run which seems i mean if i'm the 49ers or a contender you can have two of my seconds at this point i'm fine with it yeah, exactly. Let's dig into that. The 49ers and Julio Jones. What's the likelihood on that? So I think actually we're second in Vegas odds the last time I checked, um, which you can take that however you want to. But I think it's somewhat likely he has a link with Kyle Shanahan uh, for when he was the OC in Atlanta. Um, I think he'd fit really well, obviously. It's one of those things that would be nice to have. We don't. I don't think we need Julio. I think we're a good team without Julio. I mean... Obviously, I want him, though. I mean, he would transcend our offense to another level. He's still elite. Um, we'd get at least one, two good years out of him. For fantasy, I wouldn't want to see it if I was a Julio owner. Personally, I don't think it would be great cause, just because the low volume. But, I mean, as a 49ers fan, I'm all about it. Yeah, I dig that. you guys concur,
0: Matt, Ryan? Chime in. No.
2: I, I, I really don't. I don't think – I'm on kind of, as days pass on, I'm really just despising any trade at all for Julio because every day that passes, is another day he's not going to be able to practice and form a connection with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's New England. I am kind of sold in that boat that he's going to head to New England and he's going to pair up with the, the future Mac Jones slash Cam Newton and Bill Belichick. I think that's where I sit. Uh, the Vegas odds kind of surprise me that they do have San Francisco at two, but right now i'm I'm convinced it's new england i'm convinced it's kind of always been new england and that's just the way it's gonna be i don't, I don't know what it is it's a gut thing and the last gut thing i had to shave my head so <laughs> i don't know how much you guys want to take with that but yeah the I, vegas I,
0: odds were against you that time though this time yeah. they're in your favor
2: hey, hey, there we go there we go yeah i'm, I'm just go. i think it's new england i don't i don't know it's just new, a match may have and he becomes an instant wide receiver one which he kind of still wants to be would be my guess pairs with the new young quarterback
0: it's going to hurt with fantasy, though. It, well, any place, even now being a wide receiver, us. one like no, any the place Patriots, it's mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Well, any place is yeah. going to hurt, and every day that passes on is going to hurt even more because he's not in, not. in comparison to the
0: Falcons, because I think we're all in agreement he's leaving. So more so in a, in a, in like uh, comparison with the with the uh, 49ers, you know. You're you saying like, you asked, like, would you, would you rather see for fantasy Julio with the Niners or Julio? I'm actually
2: going go to go New England. I
0: would yeah, rather see him with the Niners in New England.
3: Oh man, do I have to break its tie here? Because, I mean
0: yeah, it's all up to you. Well let, let uh, me give me my
1: spiel and then you can agree with me. Oh okay. <laughs> I, with I like so, it. The confidence. A the 49ers are a way better offense. True. So more touchdowns. Like like Matt said with chemistry, um it's gonna take, I mean, it's not gonna be as big of a deal for one of the best receivers of all time to build up chemistry. Um, but if he's going to an offense that is schemed as well as the 49ers offense is, he doesn't really need to be because Kyle Shanahan is going to find a way to scheme him open. There's so many weapons. You can't double team him because then you're going to leave Ayuk, Debo or uh, Kittle wide open. So the chemistry thing isn't as big of a factor. I think if you go to San Francisco, um, plus I'd argue better quarterback play, even if it is Jimmy, at least for the first two years, which is really all that matters. Cause that might all be all that uh, Julio has left.
2: I would like a little bit of a rebuttal. I think wherever Hoyo goes, he's going to be, it's going to be value dependent, right? I don't, I don't see how in San Francisco, they're going to bring him in with that cap space. Cause I don't believe he goes there, but if he does, I don't believe they would bring him in and then he would become the instant wide receiver one. I don't believe that's the case. I believe he goes to new England becomes the instant wide receiver one in a that's
0: Nelson Aguilar
1: disrespect is real. Yep. It, it is a
2: hundred percent real. Okay. Where's my res- where's
1: respect for Kendrick Bourne? That's what I'm saying. Uh,
2: there's He's none. Real <laughs> there's none who not, not in comparison to Julio Jones, <laughs> right? So Julio Jones becomes the number one. He's going to be forced by targets, new England, but our offense is still going to maintain some stability. It's not a terrible offense this year. They're going to have two tight ends. They're going to be a, a decent offense with a great defense. It's going to put the offense back on the field. Right. So you're going to have Julio getting this volume. He's still going to score touchdowns, which he's still struggled with his whole career. It's New England, it's not the best spot, but I think it is better in San Francisco just because the volume is not going to be there in San Francisco. It's just not.
0: I I just want to put up two counterpoints uh, before Ryan breaks the tie because I don't want to vote on this. Um, Bill Belichick, (laughs) not known to make good wide receivers good. Like it's only been Randy Moss, right, to improve or even do as well as he did prior, and then also, um, Kyle Shanahan and Julio already have chemistry. Like I'm sure the offense has to be similar in some form or another.
2: I don't think that matters. I think it's the quarterback connection that's going to matter. He's 32. Sure, he might come in and matter, like master the scheme, but if the quarterback's like. "Eh."
1: it matters yeah. a little bit um i remember when emmanuel sanders came over uh halfway through like the 2019 season um and he ran a similar offense and he said that he would have had to miss games if uh he hadn't already ran a similar offense because of mm-hmm. how complex kyle shanahan's offenses just because there's so many movements and it's all about timing and timing is pretty much all you know a big part of being a wide receiver so the fact that he already knows kyle's offense i would say is a plus i mean julio knows football He's been around football for long enough. I'm sure it won't be hard anywhere he goes. But, I mean, I'm sure that helps at least a little bit.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely helps because it would hurt really bad if he didn't know Kyle Shanahan's offense, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of yep. your point is that it would just be awful if he didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And that he knows it, it helps him in San Francisco alone. Sure. I get, I get that point.
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure how complex uh, the Patriots' offense is. I don't think they even know their offensive identity after Brady left. So They would, t- they
2: would if Julio came in. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> throw it to Julio. Yeah, that's
2: just
1: all it says in the playbook. He looks at his or arm. Where's Julio? Yeah. All right, Ryan, what's the, what's I the mean,
3: verdict? I mean, if I didn't have to break the tie, if you even watch my underdog drafts, I'd say Tennessee outside of these two. Mm. I've been drafting a lot of Tanhills, Hills, my quarterback, two in those underdog best balls. It's just disgusting at this point. But <laughs> if I had to break the tie between the two, I'd have to say San Fran. I mean, you got – Trey Lance and Jimmy G. Jimmy G might start a whole year. That's what I think at this point. That's what I've been leading to see. I think Jimmy G starts a whole year. Do I think Trey Lance should sit? That's that's my personal opinion. But I like the offense. You could scheme around Debo and Aok and still get them touches. Debo in the run game with, you know, their 90,000 running backs at this point. And then Iok could be the, the number two easy and Julio could be number one and get, you know, I don't know. I don't know what percentage I want to put on the targets, but I, I like San Fran better for Julio, but it'd be, it'd be like it's second or third choice at this point.
0: So that, that's interesting. <clears throat> Let's talk about the fantasy implications. Say he does, since Matt is the resident 49ers fan of this episode, what would the implications be for the other receivers on that team? Would Debo be the guy, the, the odd man out? Would Kittle see less targets? Cause Kittle really blew up. Cause what he saw 150 targets in his sophomore year and then 120 or so 130 in his uh, junior year um i feel like without i mean every tight end is like target dependent but you add julio jones to an offense gotta imagine that target chair is gonna get you know aligned a little differently so who's who's the biggest loser out of that
1: for you guys um honestly i don't think it's debo because debo is gonna Every Kyle Shanahan says before a game, he picks like five, six plays that he schemes to Debo, and it goes to Debo no matter what. Whether it's a screen or a verse, he's gonna get those. Debo doesn't really need like, it doesn't really matter because Debo's gonna get his touches, in my opinion, regardless. Ayuk, I think it helps Ayuk Iuke because Ayuk's gonna get the f- number one corner every game next season. If they're a shadow corner, he's gonna get them no matter what. Because I don't think Debo's as good as wide receiver as Ayuk is. Kittle, I think it might hurt. Um, Like you said, he's a little more volume dependent, but that was more so because the 49ers, um, like the year he was so bad, the 49ers were also really bad. And we weren't really getting uh, as many red zone opportunities because our quarterback was Nick Mullins or, you know, C.J. Beathard. So I would say if I had to choose, I would say probably George Kittle Um, just because I don't think Debo doesn't really need like targets to be good fantasy.
2: Fair enough. What about you, Matt? Other I'll, I'll go Debo. I, I think it hurts Debo Samuel. I think that if bringing in Julio Jones to the San Francisco 49ers is what Kyle Shannon wants to do, he's going to find a way to get Julio Jones the ball. There's only so many touches to go around, and I would rather the ball be in Aik's hands or George Kittle's hands than I would Debo Samuel's hands, right? But then again, with targets and scheme to plays like that, it's really hard to determine who's going to take the biggest hit because it's really all in the hands of the quarterback. Right. If he's like, okay, now I got Julio. I don't need Ayuk. I'm going to go to Kittle and Julio. And now Ayuk just falls off the face of the earth. Then it's Ayuk. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't really predict it.
0: If I wonder not- if you could predict it better if you accounted for one quarterback or the other. Because if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, I think you can kind of account for Kyle Shanahan's past and how he's schemed the offense before with Jimmy G. But if it's Trey Lance, then even if there is a scheme, or reverse that, even if. Jimmy G will be able to make uh, plays on the field more often with a better vision, you know, I mean, just for being in the league longer. But with Trey Lance, if there's a scheme play, odds are he'd probably going to the first read, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not guaranteed. But, I mean, I wonder if that's something that could be thought about.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know, right? It's just – and that's another thing with the San Francisco offense is that it's hard to really project what anything's going to happen this year because as soon as Trey Lance takes over – the whole offense flips it, the entire offense flips we don't know who's going to connect with the best we don't know who's going to target the most we don't we don't know we yeah. just don't know
1: I would, be, I would bet the best one julio Jones. Yeah. oh yeah i agree yeah mm-hmm. i agree yeah i think i mean i'm sure we'll get into trey lance in the future but i don't think trey lance starts a single game in this season
0: yeah a little alex smith patrick mahomes situation I think that's and, what it has is. has there ever
1: been a quarterback that we drafted, like, top five to not no. play one game? I mean, Mahomes was 10. I mean, if Jimmy gets hurt, obviously, which at this point is becoming like a 50-50 thing. Odd years uh, are good for him, though. Odd years are good for him. Do you see <laughs> that's speech? like me
2: with predicted quarterbacks.
1: Uh, well, it, he, is, he does ball out in odd years. The 49ers in general do good in odd years, which... It's just nothing, but I like to think it's the like <laughs> <a> same <laughs> Fran
2: thing. It's like, no, yeah. yeah, it's like the Blackhawks back in like mm-hmm. the 10, 12, 14, or the Kings. It was the mm-hmm. Kings and the nine. Giants mm-hmm. and, the and the Giants in baseball. Giants. baseball. used to win like every yeah. World Series. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a, it's it so. <laughs>
1: yeah. It keeps happening until it doesn't. So
2: it keeps happening until it doesn't. Every know what year, I mean?
1: there's always a thing that comes out of like why the 49ers <laughs> win a Super Bowl. Like this year, it's we're wearing our 75th anniversary patches for our 75th year as a team. Last time we wore those with the seventy fifth year of the NFL and we won the Super Bowl. That's oh, our, that's our like pass to the Super Bowl this year. I and like also the last two Super Bowls we won, we played the Lions week one in Detroit. This year we played the Lions week one Detroit. So
2: with the last two the stars Super are aligned.
1: Bowls? I don't uh, two both times we've ever done it, we won the Super Bowl. So
2: And the odds know. are the, go so, back to house. <laughs> so yeah, go I was about to say
1: go go down to Vegas and put some money on the Niners right now.
0: Um we'll but happens. I did just want to talk about I uh, Matt Retchen mentioned the cap the cap the, the salary cap earlier and that is true. He costs around 15 million. The 49ers only have around 11 million. But guess who's a cut candidate oh boy. and could save go. almost 4 million. <laughs> oh. Raheem Mostert I mean, I know, I know some, some of you are on team. He's staying. Jeff Wilson's out for the beginning of the year. They have to keep him. But they just drafted Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell. They're, I'm, I've been teaming their cutting most since, like, January. I'm still riding with it. What's your thought, Matt,
1: Daniel? So I was with you a couple weeks <laughs> ago thinking that he is a dark horse cut um, and that our running back room is good enough. To where saving the money would be worth it but now that jeff wilson's hurt he's uncuttable to me
0: it's i don't want to roll weeks.
1: out i don't want to roll out with two rookies and wayne gallman wayne gallman did really well last year he did do okay last year i'd say he did okay i don't know if he did really good but i don't know i don't, don't want to roll on with- barkley no but compared to like half the other running backs true. in the league he was pretty good true plus the giants offensive line was bad so i mean if you're okay with that offensive line you might be pretty good but i mean i just don't think it's going to happen i mean and jeff Wilson's still there problem. he didn't get caught like they, yeah, he would no. still be there to be a leader in the in the locker room yep and that and that is a role that he does have on the team and they've said that before like he is kind of in a weird way like the heart of the team um which is weird for someone who's like our backup running back but um, I don't know. I just don't think he gets cut. I think we need what Mostert brings right now. Um, we're trying to win a Super Bowl right now, and which is, I think, what it's all about for the Niners this year.
0: I think I, last year I saw they restructured his contract, right? Last, so last re- offseason. So
1: yeah, so he was going to sit out. Because um, yeah. he, he wanted to get paid what Tevin Coleman was making. Yeah. Because he ran for, like, 200 yards and four touchdowns the NFC Championship. Yeah. he yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. why am I making the same as this dude who runs a 5 four forty right now. <laughs> um,
0: well, then, so, and then he plays, what, four games this year? Four or five? Who?
1: Coleman? Uh, Mostert. Oh, he played somewhere in that ballpark. I mean, yeah. the problem with Mostert so is that... do you think that like, weighs on them? Oh, it definitely does weigh on them. And it weighs on him even more now because he's hurt again. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know what to do with the 49ers running backs, the two that keep getting hurt. I don't know if they're... You know what they did in their past lives to deserve the world's worst ankles and knees of all time, but it is what it is. I gotta. I add, okay, anybody,
0: bad. anybody who has the idea or has a cut candidate, let me know. But I don't know how else they can get Julio without cutting Moster. And if they're the number two favorite in Vegas, they that seems most likely to me. If he does, they just have to I'm not saying,
1: you really salary think you have to restructure though. for that. Yeah, salary cap is a myth. You, you think he? You think he wants to restructure for that though? They would Who have to Moster? restructure someone else. They will else's. restructure Moster.
0: They'll have okay. to. No, not Moster. No. Julio, I'm saying he, they're not oh, restructuring him either. This is, this either. is
1: oh, a. No. The, they restructure somebody else on the team.
2: This is a lot of talk for a running back that is so cuttable. It's crazy. Who most Cuttable. Oh, yeah. cuttable. You just cut him. We're talking Straight about loop. Julio Jones. Like yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying. That's what I'm asked saying.
1: The price
0: then. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 100. Like if you can cut him. Atlantic, it's like almost a perfect fit f- to cut. Like, what
2: do you mean if Atlanta came to us and said, hey, San Fran, I want a second and Mostert. Oh, let's hey, do absolutely. it. You know? Yeah, like it. it's yeah. the same yes. thing. If you cut yeah, him yeah, and trade yeah. him, you would still not, do it.
3: Not my Mike Davis shares, Matt. Come on.
2: <laughs> 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 I don't <laughs> think you to worry.
1: Just, you'll just miss a few I'm games. Saying, of- I think that you can restructure someone else, keep Mostert and Julio. uh. Like, sure, Kittle it. will be like, "Hey, can we take four million off your ginormous contract and we'll put it in the back half or give it?" No, to you wanna? can't. he will probably uh, be like, "Sure."
0: There's no way that's worth it, though. There's no way worth to it for to Julia? push it to the back end of the yeah. Because I mean, they're contending right now. They don't want to lose it all next year oh, because they the push Saints. the salary cap. They do that
1: literally, like twenty to twenty different in the Rams. They do that to their whole Saints. Team. Saints. And then when it gets closer, again, they just push yeah. it back farther. And then when they get closer, they push it back farther. So Saints. eventually. They're gonna owe everybody on their team two hundred million dollars a year, and they're gonna have to over the team. cap, this
3: awesome
0: and that's what you
1: want for the 49ers? I feel like they're smarter than that. I think they are too, and that's not really the way that John Lynch right. uh, runs. So team, Raheem Oso's getting cut.
0: I agree. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> so one of the one of my favorite things that you've done in this space so far, and why I wanted to talk about Julio's cap and everything, is because you wrote an awesome article about. Like, if anybody's seen the movie Moneyball, uh, in base, yeah. it's about baseball, the um, Red Sox. Yeah, um, Matt had a similar – or with well, athletics, yeah, sorry. But then he went to the Red Sox after, right? And then, like, actually fulfilled the championship. That was the year they won the championship by doing it?
1: That's it not a, movie, the movie. I don't
3: know. No, that's not the, that's not the <laughs> no, GM. At,
1: at the no, end that was that was. I think that was the Jonah Hill guy who did that, didn't he? Well, actually, oh. the, the guy who Jonah Hill played actually went on – he joined. I uh, got hired by the Browns. Yeah, the that's same who it thing works. in the NFL. Uh, okay, yeah, and yeah. it did not work. Uh, obviously well, obviously, Browns are. Gone. We don't want
0: to talk about that because you did a little bit of it with with. Uh, I love the movie. The salary
1: cap. Yeah, but mine's okay. different than what he did.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's not. Yeah. It's not the same. There, you'd have to do touchdowns instead of wins and Super Bowls. Uh, but yours is based on Super Bowl odds and thresholds for how much you could pay a certain position and still win or how much you could save on a certain position and still win a Super Bowl. Um, and I thought it was one of the, one of the most interesting articles I read and I don't read too many NFL based articles. Most of the articles I read are about fantasy at this point, but um, tell us a little bit
1: about, about how that article came to be and, and uh, what your final thoughts were on it. Um, so it all started when uh, the Deshaun Watson rumors were flying around everywhere and everybody was, you know, photoshopping deshaun watson in their team's jersey and praying that this was the, to first, the first the first the first this was pre yeah, the trade room i think it was pre-allegation yeah, deshaun watson yeah maybe yeah. it was i think um but anyways uh this is obviously before we had trey lance and all we wanted in life was a new quarterback um and i was one of the only ones in this 49ers twitter group that was saying like no i don't want sean watson um you guys know who grant con is yes so he's a uh, the I think he's the lead writer for 49 uh, ers Sports Illustrated, and he did a thing about basically if you pay a quarterback, you're you have no chance of a Super Bowl. Um, so like his thing was ten percent, never pay a quarterback ten percent of your salary cap. So basically, no quarterback has ever won a Super Bowl um, paying their quarterback over. 50, well, now it's fifteen percent because Tom Brady pushed it again. Um, but pretty much, if you eliminate Tom Brady and like the Mannings, because those are just like, you know, outliers. Obviously, Tom Brady's going to be outliers, the greatest of all time. Um, if you pay a quarterback over 10%, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. It's pretty much never happened. I don't think it – I mean, I'm sure maybe it will happen with Mahomes. But basically, my view on it after doing the research that I've done is that you don't ever pay a quarterback more than 10%. I would do it for Mahomes, and that's it. Um, so basically, I wanted to look and see if I could do that for every position – Basically, look at what you need to pay a certain position group to be able to fit into like the threshold of what a Super Bowl team is, right? So, like um, the Seahawks uh, when they won the Super Bowl in twenty thirteen, uh, they paid their uh, they paid their running uh, their running back room ten million dollars, which is the most anyone's ever. Um, hold on, one second. I'm pulling my info up. Um, this is the most anyone's ever paid a, uh, a Super Bowl winning team. They paid their running backs. 8.7% of their cap. Wow. So basically, if you pay, uh, and the lowest was 3% by the Patriots the next year, uh, at 2.25%. So basically, you have to fall in between those two thresholds to meet that requirement to be uh, to fit in like the mold of a Super Bowl team. Basically, um, pretty much Brady keeps breaking the quarterback one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he did it at 15.6%, which is the new high with the Bucks. Um, before that, he broke it again with the Patriots, twenty-two point nine million, and then he broke it again. It's he just keeps breaking it. Basically, every time you talk about this, you have to say, except for Tom Brady, and then you can go with your stack because he he's just literally the definition of an outlier when it comes to caps. Like it's insane. Like I, when I finished doing this research, this just took me like months. When I got done, my biggest conclusion was that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time.
0: It's crazy. <laughs> I might have um, been there before
1: you did the research. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, I was. It was Joe Montana for me. So it was oh, uh, fair enough. Fair and enough. Now fair it's enough. like okay. It's actually I Drew Brees. It, all right. Now I can't. I can't deny it. So, anyways, then I pulled up the like positional distribution for each team, each NFL team, the past two years, to look at like um, who would qualify as like a Super Bowl contender because they fit the mold. Um, the only position that didn't. Like have a correlation with winning was uh, winning a Super Bowl was the defensive line, but um, the ten teams that paid their defensive line the least, um, their their record their average record was like three to four wins, but the teams that paid them the most out of the top ten teams I believe it was eight of them won ten games and won their division, the other two I don't remember what they were but I think they were like a six and an eight team, so obviously paying your defensive line is proven to be good um so basically then i uh, applied it to each of the the information only goes back to 2013. uh that was when they started tracking the positional distribution for cap mm. so that's as far as i have but um so then i basically applied it to every team this year to try and create a method that would predict who would win who has the best chance of winning a super bowl you know without having to break like a new outlier so the 49ers and the rams were the only two teams that um were uh that met every single qualification and that's essentially what the article was about they met um, every single one yep they if you uh at the article if you look it up because i put them all into pie charts basically and the 49ers and the rams are like identical so the 49ers and the rams both met every single one um but this is pre uh this is pre-draft which so i mean things are gonna change uh yeah. uh but as of when i did this article which i think i did it in may maybe uh or maybe it was earlier than that but um those were the only two teams. And then there were let's see one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight. Eight teams that met six of the seven qualifications. So that's it was fun. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's pretty great. I hope that it actually works and the two teams that I have win. I mean, obviously, because A1's the 49ers, but if one <laughs> of them if my prediction method actually ends up working. I mean, that'd be pretty sweet, you
2: know? Yeah. I mean, you might have the next, you could be an NFL GM with that kind of thing. I know, right? Exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, So, yeah,
0: a question I wanted to ask the group based on this was who, so you said there there was 10 that had met six or seven of the seven qualifications. Mm -hmm. So there's 22 that didn't do that. So out of those 22, who were the people we wanted to bet on to break that? And I chose a very easy one. Um, hate me if you will, but I'm from Western New York, and I'm not a Bills fan, but you know it's like in my blood. It's in the area, so I went with the Bills. I'm a big Josh Allen fan, so um, they're just a little bit over the cap on wide receiver and a little under on tight end. But we saw Dawson Knox do pretty well last year, and I mean, I think I think that's a team that could that could break that threshold. Who who is yours,
3: Ryan? Oh well. I got a little bit of a spicy one. I, I chose the Bengals. I mean, the second year breakout for Joe Burrow. We we've always said it. It's been echoed in the community. A quarterback on a rookie contract is the biggest cheat code you could have in the NFL. I yep. mean, the Eagles have done it. I think that the Chiefs went into the Super Bowl Mahomes before Mahomes signed the deal, correct? Yes. Seattle. And, I, I believe so. Uh, so you got West that. There's it. a couple more. Yeah. Chiefs Obviously Seattle, you have Tom Brady. Big Ben. Yep, Seattle. Yeah, big Obviously, Tom Brady ruining all that in, in between because he's yeah. a GOAT. But, I mean, I like what Cincinnati could do. They have a nice young defense. Jesse Bates is a rising star. I think he's underrated. I don't think he gets talked about enough. I mean, they made a lateral move at DN, but I really like the Cincinnati offense with Jamar Chase at it, and I think they could explode this year. Joe Burrow's fine, even though his ACL is not in his elbow. Saw that tweet. Uh,
1: actually, <laughs> one note on that is the Geo – uh Gio bernard cut i don't know how much he oh. was making but that could have put them in the threshold offer i
0: see that. yeah they're at but 16 mil which is obviously a lot of money to running back
1: room
2: yeah that's a yeah. shit but ton
1: they'd have to cut 5.9 million about $5, i don't million. think he was making so actually i don't, I don't think, think, he, think he, he was making might have been close, close honestly if Gio's making more than raheem moster then
2: that's, a, that's
1: a I, I, I agree with it but okay
2: I'm kind Um, of a sponsor on that one.
0: But uh, Matt Seward, uh, what's your what's your pick?
2: I'm doing it. I'm kind of kind of following Ryan's mold here. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers, man. That kid, Justin Herbert, lit the world on fire and nobody Uh put the fire out. Right. This kid did it all last year. He put a team that lost Austin Ackler that had Keenan Allen go out for games that had their defense get destroyed by injuries. Go out there and still find a way to be nine plays away from the best record in football. This Chargers team lost a lot of close games. A lot. All I Justin almost Herber- all of them. All Justin Herbert's got to do is put his right foot in front of his left and sling the thing and they're the best team in football. This team, and they're getting Derwin James back and Austin Eckhart and upgraded the offensive line. This Chargers team's going to be ready to roll. They're going to scare some people this year. They are yeah. locked for the playoffs. This team is locked and loaded.
0: It's worth noting too that their their deficiencies were nine mil to the DBs. They ended up picking up one, I think it was in the second, right? Um the corner in the second in the draft. And yeah, I can't think of his name. The wide receiver room was overpaid. Um so, it's not a Samuel so Jr. Mike Williams yep, that's who it is. Clear cut candidate. So um, cut candidate for years. That could, they they're could, could years fall under that threshold possibly. Well they're not so. cut
2: Mike Williams, but yeah. No. Nah.
0: They should, but they probably won't.
2: Spencer, you should um, be a cap manager. For a team. I love it. <laughs> you,
0: should. You, should. you should. Get rid of that. Uh, all right, Matt, who's your pick? Obviously, we talked about the 49ers are on the top, so they can't. They're already the favorite for you. Who,
1: who's yeah. who's the other favorite out of the people who didn't meet the qualification? So you guys went a certain route with young, you know, up-and-coming uh, quarterbacks. I went a different route. I went with the Saints, the James Winston-led <laughs> He's Saints. He's up-and-coming. Yep. Again, he's, this he's is the second coming. rising. Still coming up. Yeah, the second rise. Comeback player <laughs> of the year candidate, James Winston. Um, I mean, they're overpaid in their running back room, which is fine because it's off Camara, so I don't mind that. Underpaid and tight end, I feel like that's the one that matters the least to me, of all the ones on this list as far as paying goes. And uh, Adam Troutman <laughs> is, I think, going to be pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, I just think that... The Saints are, have always been good. I mean, Sean Payne's a good coach. Um, they have a majority. I don't know how many of their core they have left. It seems like they've got the majority of them back minus Drew Brees. But Drew Brees wasn't even good towards the end anyways. So yeah. I know you're a Saints fan, man. I don't know if you're going to argue me that. But.
2: No, I'm not going to argue. Saints are Super Bowls. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Saints is, he said, I'm not <laughs>
1: arguing against the Saints. Super Bowl. I mean, the fact um, that you picked your first and you didn't pick the Saints. Title, <laughs> <that's why. laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> Um, but, Yeah, so that's that would, enough
3: about
0: the cap. Let's move. I, I got one thing to add about the oh, cap.
3: Go the, ahead. the Bengals were close. The average salary <laughs> for Gio Bernard's contract was four point eight mil. They were Dang. this close, uh,
2: so, so close. The it works average. out
0: better for you. Your your choice of betting on the outliers still still good. Then it's closer mm-hmm. to to not being one.
2: Yeah, well was it? Seventeen mil they were paying running back.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, a little too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's move on to. The rookies from, for the 49ers, well, the ones we care about at least, Trey and Trey, Sermon and Lance. Um, we already mentioned a little bit Lance we don't think is going to start this year possibly. I'm kind of not in that camp. I think maybe nearby week or so. Um, but then also Trey Sermon with most are now being injured a little bit and Wilson out for what it was it, the first month or so of the season. We might be seeing Trey Sermon's season a little earlier than people might have been expecting. What um what are you looking forward to out of them, Matt? Yeah. Um, so uh,
1: I'll talk about Trey Lance first. Um, I just think that, well, a a rookie quarterback's never came in and won a Super Bowl, and that's our priority right now is winning a Super Bowl. Um, we're built to win a Super Bowl, to contend for a Super Bowl, in my opinion. So, um, I just don't think, I just think it's going to be Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G's good enough to come in and, uh, at the very least, give us the best opportunity to win. Um, like you said, the bye week would have been the best time, but we play the Colts on Sunday Night Football, coming off our bye, and there's no way they're throwing Trey Lance um, into that against that Colts defensive line. He's going to be eaten alive. So, um, hard pass on that. I just don't think, barring a Jimmy G injury, or him coming out and just being garbage, which is or both possibilities, seventy five percent chance. I would say take? it's sixty percent Jimmy G the whole season. And then I'll put 40% at Trey Lance playing. I'm pretty confident that Trey Lance won't see if everything goes right for the 49ers, Jimmy G or Trey Lance will not step foot on the field. Let
0: me ask you this if Jimmy G gets banged up out two weeks, Trey Lance starts two weeks, he is like mediocre, maybe slightly better than mediocre. When Jimmy G is healthy, do they start him again? Or does Trey Lance keep starting?
2: Well sorry. Do they win those two games that Jimmy G's out? Yeah,
1: we'll say wait, one and one. We'll go one and one. One and one. I would say that if he comes in, he's like, mm, meh. He's, depending on how Jimmy G played prior to injury, obviously. Yeah. I'll say, we'll say
0: like 250 is- yards, both games, two touchdowns, one interception. It's just real
1: I, run of the mill. I mean, for our, what the 49ers do on offense and on defense, that probably wins this football game. So I'm fine with I would probably say Trey Lance. I just don't think he's going to get the opportunity. I mean, maybe, like you said, maybe he will get injured. I just don't. It's like, I'm not. I'm going just to curious, like, my quarterback gets injured. Yeah, I'm know? just. Well, no, I know. I'm not betting
0: on that. And that's not why I'm saying Trey Lance will start or whatever. I'm just curious if Jimmy G did go out because he does have that history a little bit. Would Lance start after Jimmy G was healthy
1: again or not? So it's funny. It's basically you're describing the Colin Kaepernick, Alex Smith situation in 2015, yeah. Yeah. where uh, Alex Smith, I think he got a concussion. And then uh, Kaepernick came in and balled out um, on Monday Night Football against the Bears. Um, I think <laughs> that it's there's a possibility, but he, I think he would have to play pretty well. And I think Jimmy okay. would have to. I think Jimmy has to lose the job in a game. I don't think it's not going to be a camp battle. Some people are saying it's going to be a camp battle. Jimmy is a garbage practice quarterback. Anyone who follows the 49ers knows that Jimmy is garbage practice. I don't know what it is. He <laughs> finds <laughs> a way to turn it on. Last year he threw like seven straight interceptions during practice one time. It's just what Jimmy does. He's bad in practice, but he finds ways to win. And right now, with our goal set on a Super Bowl, with a roster with a roster that has the ability to win a Super Bowl, it just doesn't really make sense for me to want to put a rookie in there. Gotcha.
0: So does that hurt? Well, I know a lot of people are taking Trey Lance at QB three. Most some people I've seen QB one, QB two, you know, it's rare to see QB four nowadays. Yeah. Does that not hurt his stock a little bit that he's going to sit a year?
1: Mm-hmm. I does. know
0: Patrick, I wasn't drafting dynasty around the time Patrick Mahomes was drafted, but I have to imagine Deshaun Watson was probably going ahead of him just because Alex Smith was there. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is not Alex Smith. Yeah, I don't think he has an, a, as much hold on the team as Alex Smith. And like Matt said, this is a top five pick compared to a pick 10, I believe mm-hmm. like, so there's some differences, but this has to hurt some of that stock.
1: And, you know, I mean, you're basically taking a year off yep and it's funny i was doing a uh this was a redraft um super flex kind of weird mock uh for get right fantasy i don't know if you know who they are they do uh friday night mocks and they grade them or whatever um so it was a ppr super flex redraft kind of weird but jimmy g went later than trey lance did and it just kind of made me think i don't think people fully understand that trey lance literally might not play a throw a single football this season
0: it I will give car. you it's 100% more likely that Jim, uh, Jimmy G throws a football than uh, Trey Lance not throwing a football. Like, there's, like, no way that, yes. Yes. that Trey Lance just starts week
1: one and, and then Jimmy G never plays mm-hmm. football again yep. for the 49ers mm-hmm. at yeah, this point. Sure. It's pretty much not possible. He would have to get hurt in preseason. That's the only situation where Jimmy G doesn't start week one. Any disagreements? You should tell
0: my
2: basketball people that. Oh, I do yeah. not. I'm ready when you guys are. Oh, Okay, Matt, go ahead. (laughs) No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I just want to say there's there's a couple things that went to my mind as Matt broke that down very nicely. If they traded away what they traded away to move up to number three to get their guy and pass on Justin Fields to sit Trey Lance an entire year, this is bad management. It is terrible. Jimmy G, I've seen, lost his job in-game to C.J. Berthard, I believe it was. (laughs) I am not banking on Jimmy G playing this full 16. I'm not banking on Jimmy G playing eight. I don't think it happens. I think they're going to be riding at that – if Jimmy G plays lengthy games, they're going to be riding again on that risky – could throw it well or could not be very good. They're going to ride that hand again. And they're going to find themselves in trouble. You got to go with the upside in this offense. This upside, this offense needs upside. They need a guy that can go out there and win them football games. Jimmy G's not that guy. He never has once been the guy to elevate people around him. He's not that kind of guy. And for Mm -hmm. a Super Bowl contending team, you need that kind of guy. So it's Trey Lance is playing this year. Trey Lance is playing.
1: I agree with the elevation part. How Jimmy G doesn't elevate anybody, but this is the best offense he's been on. When he got benched for CJ, he didn't really get benched. He was just still hurt. Um, And he came back too soon um, from a high ankle, which, I mean, I've never played quarterback, so I don't know how. It was his planter's foot on his high ankle, so I think that is pretty important. Um, But I just think that Jimmy is good enough, and this is our best offense he's ever had. Because even in the offense in 2019, Ayuk wasn't there yet. This year, we got Aaron Banks in the second round. We signed Alex Mack to play center. Definitely the best offensive line he's ever had. Probably the best running back room he's ever had just because, I mean, I'm sure having Sermon and Mitchell isn't going to make it worse than it was with Breida and Wilson. Um, I just think that this is the best offense we had. I don't really want to rush Trey Lance because I think even before the season, people weren't expecting Trey Lance to start.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And we're not the Jets. We don't, we're don't. we not going to just let Zach Wilson practice every Sunday <clears throat> while we win three games, which is probably what's going to happen. We're trying to win a Super Bowl, and I don't really feel like being patient with a rookie who's raw when I want to go win.
0: Would you rather start early in the season, though, if you're going to? You know what I mean? Like say Jimmy's looking pretty me- meek like even game 2, but they're like no, nah, we're going to ride it out. They push to the bye week, they push past that Colts game, and then they have then they're like, man, we can't let this go on. You know, maybe they're only mm-hmm. 3 and 6 or something, you know, and they're like, well, we got it. I mean, you know, at this point, mm-hmm. you know, so I wonder if it might just be better to start with him mm-hmm. and then if he's, you know, then if you see that he's not doing great, bring in Jimmy or something. I don't know, play the hot hand with it a little bit
1: maybe. I just think we have a better chance of winning a Super Bowl with Jimmy I mean because we don't really know what Trey Lance is we know what his upside is I think Trey Lance is more of a future he's our future but he's not our quarterback right now and I'm I want to win a Super Bowl this year I don't want to think about the future right now I just want to win a Super Bowl and I think Jimmy gives us the best shot if he's doing bad by all means pull him but I just need to see him I think even Kyle is going to wait to make see Jimmy be bad
2: before he pulls the trigger and puts Lance in well, I don't disagree with that. I think Jimmy should start week one, but you absolutely need to be ready to pull the leash on Jimmy G. I mean, his leash has got to be short. You know, when you go, like, I just got a new puppy. When I went to train it, they told me I got to hold the leash real tight, like close to his close to his head. That's how short it's got to be for Jimmy G. Yeah, I'm talking week two. You you go bad two two ten yards, two hundred ten yards one touchdown three picks bye come in mm-hmm. train Lance let's play football. I mean, yeah. if you're a Super Bowl contending team and the guy's not pr- consistently putting up wins. Mm-hmm. And especially with only one buy, you got to go for yep. it. You have to go for that one buy. We saw how crucial it was this year in the AFC mm-hmm. with Kansas City, mm-hmm. even though Tom Brady, again, yep. pulled out another miraculous season, right? But mm-hmm. I, I believe San Francisco Super Bowl contenders, but I don't think they can win it with Jimmy G at quarterback. I don't believe so that.
1: I, I agree with everything you're saying minus Jimmy G not uh, being good enough because the way that our offense runs is you don't even need to be good. I mean, even you have to be better than Nick Mullins, essentially, and we can win 10 games. But last year we were barely. up Barely. I don't think up, ten games. Barely went, with better than teams. Nick Mullins will get
0: you ten games.
1: Yeah, barely better. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like yeah, Mac Jones would have done it. Oh yes, our defense is top five. Our offensive line is the best it's been under Kyle Shanahan. Our wide receiver weapons the best we've been. We're be- I think we're better than our 2019 team. I think our defense is a little worse, and our offense is a lot better. So the way the Kyle Shanahan schemes his offense. I mean, you don't have to be that good. You just have to be able to make your reads. And honestly, if Kyle Shanahan is going to tell him who to throw the ball to, I'm going to scheme him open. That's probably good enough to get us where we need to go. It's not that hard. A lot of the times when Jimmy struggles, it's when our offensive line has been bad and he doesn't have time to, you know, get to his first read because a lot of times it takes a little bit in his offense because it's so complicated and there's so many things moving that it takes a while for that guy to find his hole in the zone or whatever it is to get open. At mm-hmm. I, I, that time,
2: I agree with that, right? But the one point you kind of you kind of made for me was that your defense got worse. And where mm-hmm. I agree was that to win a Super Bowl with this, with Jimmy J a quarterback, would be your defense has to be elite. I mean, it's mm-hmm. got to be a top tier defense, yeah. Because the favorite right now in the AFC are two gun teams. We mm-hmm. saw Kansas City come back in the Super Bowl against San Francisco with your defense, right? Tuesday. We 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 know Buffalo can do it, right? So. <laughs> I need I need something. I need okay, if I'm going against Mahomes, I got to have a guy that if I go down, if cuz Mahomes is Mahomes, right? We could do our best to try to contain him, but even with the best of the best defenses, it's going to be hard, right? Mm-hmm. So even if Mahomes goes out there and he could 28 real quick, I don't believe Jimmy G can throw up 28 real quick. Trey no, Lance I, I think has that upside.
1: Oh, I think I Trey agree. Lance
2: has that upside.
1: I agree with everything you're saying. She does have his ceiling is a top 5 quarterback in the NFL. Jimmy's ceiling is like Top 15? Top, yeah, top 15, top so I have a question for <laughs> you. Best case
2: scenario. How would you feel? Let's just play a little hypothetical. If they drafted Justin Fields at three, how would you feel then?
1: So a little backstory. Justin Fields was who I wanted originally, <laughs> not Trey Lance. The reason for that was because I wanted someone to start day one. Um, and I think Justin Fields is more ready than Trey Lance is. Um I have a little bit of concerns and the reason big reason I'm, I I want to wait with Trey Lance is I don't want him everybody knows that he's a raw prospect with a super mm-hmm. high ceiling. That's pretty much how you describe Trey Lance. If he comes in and he's bad like and we're like Super Bowl contenders, we have a Super Bowl contending team and Trey Lance is bad enough because he's so inexperienced and the game's too fast for him off the bat and he's bad and he's causing us to lose games, he's going to get bullied into the yeah. ground. And it's i honestly think that uh, starting out like that can hurt your whole career it really can because especially when you play quarterback and everything you do is pretty much in here right yeah you have to doesn't matter how athletic you are not yeah. lamar you have to be smart right and lamar is smart too but well yeah Lamar's it takes a crazy, lot you know yeah. it takes a lot to play quarterback in the nfl and it just does. like you know negative negative mindset or not having confidence in your ability to play quarterback goes so far yeah. And if he comes in and plays bad and costs us a season where we should be playing, competing for a Super Bowl, I mean, he you could never come back from that. And I right now he's a ball of clay, and I need Kyle to mold him a little bit first.
0: I feel it. I like it. Yeah, I we got to move on much. though to the other tray. We got Sermon, and I want to hear Ryan's thoughts. Uh, what What are your thoughts on how he's? Is he going to be the starter week one? Like, are you DFS like locked and loaded on <laughs> on him already, or no?
3: I mean, I'm still mourning the loss of Jeff Wilson. He was on all my Dynasty teams and everything. I'm mourning <laughs> that loss. He he was my guy. I had a sleep article with him in it, ready to publish. I have to rewrite that now. So I think, like, I think your sleep articles have got. Didn't you have like Ty Tank on earlier too? And it was. And it, I went. I went deep sleepers. It, we're, that that's a different like conversation. But I think Trey Sermon is ready to take this back hill over. I think Raheem Mostert is going to get cut. We we've, we've been over that. It's we don't need to yeah. beat that dead horse anymore. But I mean, Trey Sermon with Elijah Mitchell spelling him a little bit. I think Trey ready to ready to go. I don't know how many carries he's going to get off the rip. I would probably say around 15 with the Kyle Shanahan thing. And that's a lot for a Kyle Shanahan offense. And I'm definitely, if he gets the 15 carries week one, locked and loaded in DFS, Spencer. I'll be playing him. running
0: theme for the 49ers, Matt, is that I'm ready to play who's ever announced a starter in DFS, and I don't want any of them in my dynasty or redraft team. (laughs)
1: Uh, That's pretty much where I'm at with them. So, Where are you at with them? I think that there's sort of a negative connotation to the running backs for Kyle Shanahan that isn't quite true. So a lot of people, like the committee thing, right? It's like Jeff Wilson might run for 200 yards with four touchdowns for no reason this week, right? (laughs) But a lot of it was just because Mostert got hurt. And even Kyle Shan- Shanahan said himself that the committee approach is more of a product of personnel than it is my actual scheme. And he Well, supported- he did it with Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman yep, in- he with did. the Falcons. And Freeman was an RB1 in 2015, and he was the RB6 in 2016. The RB1. Well, yeah, but Tevin Coleman, I think, was RB11 that year. Devontae Freeman
2: was-, was the RB1? Was- yeah, no. Devontae hey, Freeman was-, was the RB1.
1: Um, the year that Devontae Freeman was the RB one, Tevin Coleman was the RB seventy one, and the year that uh, Devontae Freeman was the RB six, Tevin Coleman was the RB eighteen. Eighteen was it? Okay. So I mean, so basically. But they were like both healthy about, that whole year. They, they, right? they, they might. Have, I think they were. Well, that was their Super Bowl year, I think. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah.
2: The infamous Super Bowl. Devontae um, Freeman was an RB one. I can't get that. In my head. Not an RB one. The, the, the RB one. I was, I was, I was not playing football that fantasy football but oh my god my head is blown off my shoulders right now
1: yeah <laughs> you two rb1 two top six rb running that's back crazy seasons. to me yeah so every time that a running back has had over 50 percent of carries in kyle shanahan's offense they've been an rb1 every single time so okay, okay if the question is will either of them get touches like that and like ryan said you know he might get 15 touches he might get more i think we're all in agreement that uh this is most swan song at a at best yeah, he's either getting 100%. cut or he's you know doing one, one last one final on final ride. Yeah, so and I'm I'm all in on Trey Sermon. Um, I say that as I wear my 49ers jersey, surrounded by 49ers memorabilia, and I give you my uh, unbiased opinion. But I think that Trey <laughs> Sermon is Trey <laughs> for Sermon for is dynasty, right? For dynasty and redraft, dynasty. you're in on Trey Sermon. I mean, in redraft, I mean, depending on how deep your league is, if you're willing to take a late shot on him, I mean, if you he think were he'll been, be that late? I've seen I'm him a, in best ball is like up there in best ball. Yes, anyone. In, I mean, I would like Elijah Mitchell as well in best ball, um, just because he's going to have games. You know yeah. that he blows up because he is more of the like Raheem Mostert Matt Breida type where he can. He's. I think he had the fastest forty time in the class for running backs. Yeah. At least. For, I mean, I uh, picked
0: up Salvan Ahmed off waivers mid redraft season. I'm mm-hmm. definitely getting. I'm definitely drafting Trey Sermon. Like, that mm-hmm. is a, that's definitely happening. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell happen. is probably someone who's like a Salvan Ahmed who you might pick up midseason.
2: Mm-hmm. You guys are making me very upset. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> said Raheem Mostert. <laughs> no, we're missing the most important guy for redraft, DFS, Dynasty. No, not Dynasty, not Dynasty. Just redraft this year. Uh-huh. The guy I want to own. Give me all the Wayne Gallman. Uh, oh, I, okay. to Michael I thought
0: you were going to say That's Kyle Choo ju- ju- Kick. <laughs> yeah. Yo, give me all the way to
2: He's done it. He's, he's done it. He produced week to week to week for like five straight weeks last year.
1: Yeah. Do you guys Didn't see how much hit- they're paying Wayne Gallman this year? Do you guys how, see? How much? Just take a guess 1.5 mil. 700K. 700K. <laughs> 900K.
2: Okay, oh, never mind. No. I don't hey. want Wayne Gallman. <laughs> oh. He said, I, I'm out yeah. on Wayne Gallman. Yeah, Give me got all the money.
1: This man's money making a million dollars, bro. Oh, Didn't Devonta tough, Booker man.
2: just get like five mil?
1: No. Don't no. tell me that.
2: Dude, I think Devonta I'm Booker the got giant. paid by the job. I think he got paid. He got that's paid.
0: Too much.
2: I know that's we got terrible. paid.
0: I'm happy for him though. Good for good for him. <laughs> exactly. I'm happy for him. Um get the bag. But- we're coming. We're nearing the end of the show. And I wanted to touch on we, we've been talking basically this whole show has been 49ers, but also rookies it. and sophomores. We're, we're banging the drums here for a lot of younger guys. And they're getting overshadowed, especially in Twitter and the articles I read, the podcasts that I listen to. Um, and I think a lot of people are getting forgotten about. And my biggest um, the person I think is getting the most not disrespected, but forgotten about. Um, is Noah Fant you got Kyle Pitts coming in the league everybody's forgetting about Noah Fant and like TJ Hawkinson's barely staying above water with Kyle Pitts coming to town so Noah Fant's a guy I think everyone needs to pay some more attention to especially with this Aaron Rodgers business going around and even just Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke like that's an impressive improvement like it's not just oh bad to bad like Teddy Bridgewater did like was able to get good fantasy production out of DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel last year. He can definitely get good production out of Judy Sutton and uh Fant, who are arguably as a whole, better. Um so yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to Noah Fant and hopefully it's Aaron Rodgers. If it's Teddy Bridgewater then you know that's cool too. But um that that's my guy for non rookie cool. sophomore. Is, if
2: Rodgers uh,
0: comes, it's cool. yeah, yeah, it's cool, it's cool, you know. Um, because I'm not betting on that to be the reason. I don't no, want, it, I, I don't want it to make you like, oh, you should buy Noah Fant because Aaron Rodgers is coming. You should just buy Noah Fant. Um, if Aaron <laughs> yeah. Rodgers comes, then you're like happy about it. Um, but you would, you're, you should be happy with Teddy Bridgewater anyways. Uh, that was where I was going with it. Um, Ryan, who's who's your guy? Who's your
3: who's your non-rookie or sophomore? Well, I still uh, we're talking about young players still. You and Noah Fant. I'm gonna bring up DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is being forgotten about, even when he was like the epitome of like all last season. People were like, "Oh, don't own him. He's gonna be bad or whatnot." But I think Robbie Anderson. This is for Dynasty, correct? We're talking Dynasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Robbie Anderson leaves this this coming yeah, off season. I concur with with Terrace Marshall there as well. I think DJ I Moore could take another step. I think Christian McCaffrey's injury woes are starting to come up they're a little understated on the timeline and i think people are kind of ignoring that hey he got a lot of money but i i was arguing with someone the other day that he said they just want to protect the investment i firmly disagree with that you can have your opinions but it's yeah. not mine i think cmc is near the end of the line and they're gonna have to chuck that ball and hopefully sam darnold's it but yeah cmc's and the... yeah i see that i see that reaction but i think I he's getting it. there it's it's the age clip he's do you see how many touches he gets this season it's stupid yeah. Yep. And he's not built like Derrick Henry, so there's not that argument with Derrick Henry where he's a physical specimen. CMC well, doesn't matter. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like we're getting to the end here with him missing 12 games. I'm not saying it's this season, but
0: I, I think of the future. biggest confusion and reason he's not talked about on the timeline is Barkley ACL. Everybody knows, like you know, what happened to Barkley. Nobody knows what happened to Chris McCaffrey. There's a shoulder. There's an ankle sprain. There's nobody knows. You know, like there. It was very mysterious. There was a lot of it was similar to yeah, it was similar to Kenny Galladay last year. And most people are of the opinion that he purposely sat out last year um, because they were going nowhere and he didn't want to, you know, injure himself or further or whatever. Uh, Christian McCaffrey could have been in a similar situation and nobody's really paying attention to it. So, big fan of that pick and definitely think that offense could be shifting a little. Um, uh, We'll go to – we'll handle Matt Daniel last. So, we'll go to Matt Seward here.
2: Who is your guy? So, I have a question I want all three of you to answer, right? Uh Uh-huh. If I could have told you last year you could have drafted Alvin Kamara as RB5 off the board, would you have done it? Yeah, I'll do You all would have, right? We yeah. could do that exact same thing this year for Saquon Barkley. It's awesome. <laughs> you can draft Saquon Barkley as your RB5 in redraft. I've seen it happen. Boom, he's going to be RB1. It's going to happen. I'm locking that in. I'm take locking it until the end of the year. So, <laughs> you can come at me if you want. Saquon was RB1. The kids will be me, happy.
3: Can you guarantee me six touchdowns on Christmas Day and the championship game? <laughs>
2: no. That's true. You can't, not I can't do that. And I can't, guarantee it and I can't guarantee the really cool cleats that he got fined for. That's true. But right there. I can guarantee that he's going to be a value. This guy's about to be the focal point of an offense that's taken another step, that's taking a guy that Kenny G, who they paid money too i mean they robbed a bank for kenny g right evan ingram sterling shepherd Kadarius tony offensive line improving saquon Kyle Barkley Roodle. healthy yeah no. court side of the next no. game <laughs> right so chemistry give me all the saquon barkley at rb three four five whatever you want to put him i've seen six whatever give me saquon he's rb one case closed that's all i'm talking about
0: <laughs> I like it I like it um what about you uh Matt
1: what, what's your who's the last guy on this whole list we got going so i want to talk about Miles Sanders so I think that what's happening with Miles Sanders right now is a classic overcorrection um because everyone was you know there were those Miles Sanders truthers there still are but everyone thought he was going to come in and be the next you know he's kind of like what Antonio Gibson was is right now everyone just expects him to come out next year and ball right Which isn't a knock on Antonio Gibson because I'm high on Antonio Gibson as well. But um, so Miles Sanders uh, only played 12 games last year. He's being drafted as the RB19. That's like basically the big point to it in startup drafts dynasty. Yeah. So, I mean, he's only 23 years old. He still had over 1,000 yards from scrimmage last year in only 12 games. Not that bad. He still finished top 24. So, I mean, essentially, if that's his floor, I'm fine with taking him there um in the seven games that he took that he saw over 75 percent of snaps um he averaged 18 points a game which would have made him the rb4 so um i think the volume is going to go down a little bit i think that kenny gainwell is scaring people a little bit just because of pass catching work but it's not really worrying me too much miles sanders um has the ability to hit the home run ball at any moment so especially in like best ball he's going to have monster games um he had one like, games in a row where he had over 80 uh, three runs over 80 yards or something like that. Yeah. Just crazy home run ability, which you know is always nice to have. Someone who can just straight up win you a week regardless. And if you're getting it from someone who's like a low end RB two is where you're drafting him, perfectly fine with that.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I will say though, I I am one of those people who's a little off on Kenny or on the Miles Sanders because of Kenny Gainwell. I wrote an article on uh, thread on Miles Sanders a few months ago. And I talked about how Nick Sirianni came to the Eagles. Likes He has that system last year with um, – or two years ago with Mack and – or, yeah, Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines. And then he translated it to JT and Naheem Hines. And now he's coming to the Eagles. And I thought he was going to do it with um, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. And if Boston Scott is your Naheem Hines, that means Miles Sanders, who would be the JT in this scenario, is like to the moon. But now it's Kenny Gainwell, who is actually much closer to any Hines than a, than a Boston Scott. So there's some slight concern that Kenny Gainwell will be just much better with his catches and might see more catches, more targets, more touches because of that factor. And Kerryon Johnson is no dead horse. He's no dead man. He is going to get some touches for sure. Maybe not a ton, but it, it's better than Boston Scott. He's better than, significantly better than a Boston Scott, um, in my opinion. So... I I do have some concern for Miles Sanders, but like you said, RB nineteen and you're definitely gonna get RB one weeks here and there, and the floor is probably like mid RB two to late RB two. Like that's yeah, that's a solid, solid pick. That, we talked a lot about these two running backs and then but even Josh Jacobs and, and David Montgomery, same boat. Over correction, over correction. Kenyon Drake, sure not that sense. good. Like disappointed a million people last year, and everybody's up in arms because he gets taken by the Raiders. Like Josh Jacobs is just better football player. And he might lose some touches, but also they talk about the wide receiver, that all that stuff. I'm not betting against a guy who's finished RB one two seasons in a row, and now there's just some like jag that's going to come in and just completely tear him down. And a then jag David that Montgomery, he paid, but, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jacobs is only twenty three, younger than Najee Harris, or maybe two months older or something like that. He's only yeah. a few months older. Yeah, and then David Montgomery just finished RB four. Like it, everybody knows that opportunity is king when it comes to running backs. He's not the most talented running back in the NFL, but he he gets the opportunities like he did last year, and you see him now with Justin Fields this year instead of whatever that mess yeah. was last year. Like the upside is there for him again. I'm not expecting RB four ever again, but it could easily be an RB one season, maybe late, maybe like mid to late RB one, and the floor just like Miles Sanders is a mid rb2 delayed rb2 like and you're getting them after i'm assuming miles sanders i would have to assume so that's yeah i'm a big fan of those those three the the um 2019
1: draft class big fan of that running back class right now mm-hmm. in general a lot of uh just to like talk on what you were just saying a lot of people want to find like the next cmc right so you're drafting mm-hmm. guys
2: antonio like gibson Camp
1: antonio gibson i mean that one i understand but I've been known as kind of a Cam Akers hater, but it kind of is true because people want Cam Akers because they think he's going to be what Todd Gurley was. Right. Yeah. But There's <laughs> guys out there who you can get way cheaper who, you know, who have a way higher floor, maybe not the same ceiling, but sometimes you don't need to have the RB one ceiling to be, you know, good and fancy.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do You have really? three, most leagues have two or three flex spots. Like, these are guys that are perfect for that. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. getting them yeah. in your fifth, sixth round to fill that flex
1: slot. You know, that's just like money, you know, you can't really oh, beat yeah. that. If you could get Miles Sanders in my flex spot, that would be, I mean, even Josh Jacobs too. I prefer Sanders, but still I'd be perfectly happy with that.
0: Yeah. Any, any closing thoughts
3: from, uh, from you guys on the show before we ended off? I just need to bring up, I don't want to, I keep going back to the best ball thing, but Am I missing something here with Trey Lance? I just watched this man <laughs> go ahead of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in my last best ball. No. What oh, are we doing, no. people? No. What man, are we doing? Basketball.
0: Tom Brady. Tom a top. Brady should be one of the first quarterbacks. Yeah, Tom the Brady's board. like a top
2: seven QB this year. Like, come on, come on. I, I'm a big I, Trey Lance
3: believer, but there, no, I can't do it.
1: Yeah, he um, he runs fast and he has a cannon. <laughs> and Justin Fields he, just faster. He's going to be good. Uh, yes. I think Justin Fields runs a faster straight line 40, but I think that Trey Lance is more like athletic. Sure, maybe right. yeah, maybe like film grade running ability. Yeah, because I think, like a, yeah, I think uh, Justin Fields ran a faster 40 than Lamar, but he's not a better runner than Lamar. I think he's the third fastest running back in the NFL right now, Justin Fields. I think it's Lamar and Russell Wilson. Third fastest running quarterback. Yeah, like out of the combine. I think he's probably faster than Russell Wilson. I don't think Russell Wilson had that fast
2: for 40 time. Oh, I think I didn't didn't Wilson have a burn? I thought he had a burner one. Yeah, Did he? I, I think it's know, I, I think wrong.
0: it's Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, The only two. Okay,
1: Maybe, I, uh,
2: I was like eleven when Russell. I remember me eleven years old when Russell Wilson was good. Good old days. Yeah. That was when Washington. <laughs> I don't know why that out just came to live in
1: when Russell Wilson became good. You could you used to be able to not find a Seahawks fan. Yeah, you could go a whole season and not see a single jersey. Now it's everyone's got a Sherman or a expired Richard Sherman jersey. I He's will fire. say one
2: one closing thought for everybody watching. Go buy Antonio Gibson. Do it. Yeah. Buy that how whatever, you, that how whatever caused... yeah, That's how I'm ending it today. <laughs> whatever the cost. Buy Antonio Gibson.
1: All right, Matt, where can we find you and what do you got coming up? um so you can find me on twitter at matt underscore nfl underscore um i do also have a 49ers podcast we talk talked about a little bit the 49er verse um right now we're only on youtube and twitter we do have a twitter as well it's just at 49er verse um when the season comes we'll be doing uh pre-game live shows post-game shows as well for the 49ers um but if you are not a 49ers fan my twitter is you pretty much mostly uh twitter or not twitter it's mostly fantasy, uh, fantasy specifically usually dynasty and I do ride as well for fantasy scouts. Um, I don't really have anything too big, you know, coming up it's scheduled. But uh, in the future, I should be having a fantasy show in the works. But it's just a work in progress now. But
0: all right so i definitely just recommend following his twitter because that's the home yeah. for his yeah. for his space so you'll find all of his takes and his bio has his links to the things he's working on and uh, i appreciate you coming on matt and uh have a good night everybody good chat, with thanks you. for having me guys